This well, good morning, little brother. Is early break with Zip and Jay brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from six to eight on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, we all know it has been a tough season, a tough couple seasons for Nebraska basketball. The men, 6-15 and 15 overall this year, 0-10 in conference play. They led for 38 minutes of the 40 against Rutgers on Saturday and still fell by 2 points, 63-61. We're joined now by former Nebraska ball shooting guard, the top three-pointer, three-point shooter in Nebraska basketball history, Kerry Cohorn. Good morning, Kerry. Let me ask you this. You watched a lot of basketball for Nebraska in your days. Is is this the toughest season you've ever had in terms of like trying to commit yourself to watching the or following this team play at all? Well, good morning, guys. Um, I don't know. Um, it's not. It's not easy, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's never really thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Okay, let's let's let's. Let's delve into the, <clears throat> this this way. Nebraska's record, carry. I'm going to go with um, six and fourteen. Six and fifteen. Six and oh, fifteen. Zero and ten. Six and fifteen. Zero oh, and ten. You know, there's some talk about Fred Hoiberg's future as the head coach. Here's the question, Kerry. You've been around college athletics. You played. You coached at Wyoming and James Madison. Will these players dig in for Fred and say? This is our coach. Don't talk Ooh. about his future. Will these players dig in on behalf of their head coach? Yeah, that's a that's interesting. Um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I um, we I was on Coach Nee's team that got when he got fired. Um, so I I know how that went, and I was also <clears throat> on the staff at James Madison when. We had an impromptu meeting about mid-February, right when we thought we were practicing, and okay. we got dismissed there. So I don't know. Um, I think the I think that probably the players in, in the, on the team. Okay. Um, I think they all respect Fred, right? But I don't. I don't know. I I really don't know if they will buckle down and say, "All right, our coach is in battle." We yes. need to win one for him. Because I, I, I just don't think he has set up his team this way. I, I don't – and I'm using the words very carefully. I'm not calling it a program. He doesn't have a program at this point. Um, I just don't know. I think, it's, I, think these, I think these players have been sold that this is an organization. Um, it's set up as an organization and it's set up to get guys to the NBA or overseas at worst. I, don't, I just don't I, – I, I feel like whoever's in charge of trying to assemble this roster has eliminated every program guy that they've had or could have had. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the most scary thing about this entire situation is this, I don't know that I actually believe they'll play to save his job or to save the staff's job or to um, dig down because there is no real program there. They started over three times in a row. I mean, there's no program. Interesting. So that's what you're alluding to when you say you don't – okay, Kerry, you just said a mouthful. <clears throat> Kerry Cohorn, yeah. former Nebraska shooting guard, ended his Nebraska career in 01-02. 
um, single season, single game leader for three pointers, all time leader for three pointers, all that. Now, Kerry, hold on. Now, you don't regard it as a program, no, because drill down on that a little bit more. Well, I mean, in in in, a, in the sense of a, the way I view it, I, I mean, everybody can view it a hundred different ways, mm-hmm. but there's got to be investment there. Um, the the majority of guys that they've brought in are one year guys, or I mean, I, I, I was I, how many two year guys have they even had? I mean, so um, you know what's interesting about the Nebraska program is they've always had program guys. When I was there, they were program guys. Like who? You know, um, I mean, you can go right down the list. Um, Andy Markowski, Jake Muleheisen, you know, I don't, I'm not suggesting you have to have Nebraska kids. You have to have guys that have unbelievable amount of pride for their school and their program. Mm -hmm. Um, We've eliminated all those guys. Charlie Easley. I don't, there's just guys that will do anything for the program. And, you know, you go on down the line. I mean, you've got, you've got a bunch of guys that would do anything for the program. Even, you know, prior to me, you got Bruce Chubbuck and Eric Strickland, and you can go right down the list. You have guys that are somewhat local that had that tremendous pride in it. The yes. year that the year that coach knee got fired, okay. frankly, yes, I may have been the only one. Okay. Um, cause cookie was hurt, but I would say he was, he was one cookie Belcher, um, cookie Belcher. Yeah. Yes. Even though he was from Missouri, he still had it for the program, but we brought in like nine new guys that happens. And I know for a fact, I mean, there was a time when we quit. What year was that? Oh, maybe 2000. Okay. Quit. Hey, how, how oh, yeah. early you in the season tell. did you quit? The first bit of adversity, we quit. Oh, God, that hurts to hear you And say I don't that. want to admit it, but right. we know. I mean, looking back on it, you know. Yeah. We won one road game. <laughs> we still won, like, six games in the league, but you, you knew. Yeah, yeah. So my Kerry Cohorn. I mean, and Kerry, you look at if you're Trev Alberts, look at this program. You, have, you have, obviously there's a big buyout hanging over your head for Fred Hoiberg, but you have to ask the same question about what what are you building here? How, if you're Trev Alberts, you're looking at this program. How, at, at the team, that you know, if you don't call it a program, it's a team at least at this point. You know, how do you assess it with any sort of positive light in terms of what's coming for next year and beyond with the yeah, constant yeah. turnover? Well. Um... I know that the, I mean, the, the, the first thing was when they, when Trev got the job and I don't, I don't know Trev at all, but, um, was, well, he's got to take, get, he's got to handle something with the football program. Boy, this is not what he wants to deal with, no. you know? No. Yeah. Because there is no way that any normal, logical administrator that is evaluated there's just no possible scenario that you could draw up the, the scenario that one, this is working. And two, there's life. I mean, there's not, if you're going to start over and by all accounts, they're probably going to start over again. Um, then where, I mean, I just don't, you don't, you don't hire, and try to have a basketball program when every single solitary year you're starting over and hoping to catch lightning in a bottle that season. It just doesn't, I mean, there's no way as an administrator you can back that. 
And I mean, it, by all outsider accounts, they've, they've separated all the different levels to how they're doing things. Um, they got, you know, one person's in charge of this and one person's in charge of this. Well, I got news for you. It's not translating. I mean, that's just not, that's, that's an outsider's view. If you're an administrator, this is a really, really easy choice. Something's got to change. It's got to change dramatic. If they can't pay off Fred, they sure as heck got to pay off some people. Could, could you sell to the fans? We're bringing no him back. to sell anything to them. <laughs> At this point, I, I don't know. I mean, under Tim Miles, they still sold out. I, I, I know that they say there's a big price tag. I mean, there's always negotiations involved okay right yes. i mean he could say well yeah pay me a hundred percent well you got to be kind of careful too because if you start making demands that's that that you just you got to be really careful when you're talking <laughs> to your administrator like your ad because right. you you have to be compliant but um i don't know yeah i, I think there's a lot left in this whole deal okay. i don't think it i don't think there's any chance that if, if there's a separation fred's getting 18 million Really? What if Fred digs in his heels? I mean, you, you turn around and tell him you have a, I mean, if you have that conversation, chances are you're, you're going to have conversations with other people. Like, okay, if this gets from, if this goes from bad to worse, how much money are you in for? I mean, they're losing it at the ticket, at the ticket gate too. They're going to lose, you know, booster money. So I, I don't know. I just don't know the answer to that. In terms of attractiveness of the job, Kerry, you think about the last few hires from Nebraska. Tim Miles came from Colorado State. You know, Fred Hoiberg obviously was a, was a big name. Iowa State, Chicago Bulls, you know, huge name there. Right now, this program is really, really bad. It's never been great, but it's, it's been it's really, really bad right now. I mean, how attractive is this job if Fred were to get fired for somebody else coming in with the way with the way it's currently at? Well, I mean, that's obviously getting way, way ahead of things, but. I think so. I mean, you know, a lot of college basketball coaches, I don't know if you realize this, have huge egos. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think very, very simply put, you could look at the, the performance and you can look at the record and you could turn around and say, I can't be that bad. You know, so sure. – if they have resources, they have money. They just paid off eighteen million. They're paying their assistants. They got a beautiful facility. They got beautiful practice facilities. Again, I'm I can win one game in the league. You know, I, you're going to have people who, you know, are guys that come in and can get it done. I mean, you got you got situations all across co- college basketball. I mean, no, great. Yes, <laughs> if. If we could pay Rick Pitino, we're going to. Rick Pitino probably would have won like 12 games with these guys, 13 games with these guys, you know. But we're not getting Rick Pitino. That, that's the reality is, is that if they were to do something, and that's a big if, if they were to do something, they'd have to get somebody who's just going to sell the heck out of the place, you know, sell the, you know, I, and this this is water under the bridge, but like a very very good example of what you got to get guys, you got to get players too that are going to completely sell the, pro, sell the program, sell the, whatever. There was a local kid a couple of years ago that was committed that didn't end up coming. That was selling the place. He was completely selling the place and he wasn't even there yet. 
you need a couple of guys like that. Not necessarily that they have to be local, but they need to just completely sell the program. And you can get guys like that. You know, Nate Oates is doing it at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Okay. We established Nebraska 6-15, and 0-10 oh in the Big Ten. Six wins at this point. Can Nebraska get to 10? Get to 10 wins. I, I don't even know what to say, but get to, can they get to 10? Well, I mean. 10 games remain. Definitely possible. Um, I, was, I pulled it up. I mean, it's not very often that you get a stretch of, well, they got one, two, three. I have pulled it up. Okay, hold up. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. There's not very often you find a stretch where where you got the bottom quarter in your last nine games, say for maybe one. Right. It's not very often you get that type of schedule. So um, twofold. One, I think they have a chance to win a few games in here. Sure. Um, because at this point, I don't think there's a whole lot of pressure on these guys. I really don't think they have any any – um, I just don't, I mean, I don't think they have any pressure on them anymore. So, um, I don't know. They, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won two or three at this point, but it's like, it's also kind of catch 22 because if you're on that staff and you're in that program and you don't get any in this stretch where you're playing, you know, the three teams that are directly above you in the league, not to mention not to mention, if you're going to evaluate where you are as a program, if Nebraska really wants to truly elevate, they're going to get a pretty good indicator because Penn State's on a first-year head coach. Minnesota's on a first-year mm-hmm. head coach. And so if those teams are in front of us now and we're on year three, um, you know, we're going to get a really good indicator. Sure. Northwestern's directly in front of us. We play them twice. Right. I mean, if we're going to ever make moves in this league with this with – this, um, with this staff and with this program set up, if we're ever going to make moves, I mean, you got to you got to show me something against your peers. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I do think there's pressure on the staff right now, but I don't know how much I don't know how much the players are even feeling it. Okay, Kerry, always great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again down the road. See you guys. Good stuff. Kerry Colhorn, former Nebraska ball shooting guard. Takeaways. He doesn't carry Colhorn doesn't view it as a program. <laughs> I don't I, it's hard to argue with him he, there. He calls it an organization. I tend to agree with that. Right. I don't see a build occurring. I I agree with him in that sense. I don't see a build occurring. I I'm always I'm always sort of taken aback when a fan says to me, "Hey, Sipple, you got to get off Fred Hoiberg's back. He's building a program. No, he's not. It, what's what's he building? It doesn't seem like it. He's gonna he's gonna turn over the roster at, to a large extent one, once again. Most of the best players gone after this year. I mean, we always go through this. Verge, Alonzo Verge, both McGowan's likely to move on almost ninety percent. Um, Kobe Webster gone. Lat Mayan gone. Maybe you get back. Derek Walker, maybe you can talk him back. I, do, I doubt it. It's possible they'll, they'll try. So I mean, yeah, you're 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 ripping it around again, you know. So yeah, do you trust this staff to do it? Do you trust Matt Abdomasi? You know my answer. No, I've been down with the staff for a while now. <laughs> I'm just being real. I, I, I'm ready for something new. 
And I know that you, people think, oh, he's always ready for something new. This is disastrous. The record is horrible. It is beyond repair. It's interesting. I mean, that... that well, okay, okay, in terms of is the job enticing to another coach? You're coming into nothing. I mean, you're coming in. Anything you do virtually will be better than this. But virtually anything you do will be better. I mean, so yeah, it'd be it'd be easy from that standpoint. Enticing from that standpoint. Song of the day next at an early break in the ticket. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.